Welcome, welcome, welcome back. And I'm speaking mostly to myself. I've been taking a little bit of a hiatus here for the past couple weeks. So I thank you all listeners for being patient as I get back into the rhythm of producing these podcasts for you lovely individuals. And as you know, I've been traveling. I traveled to Puerto Rico. Uh, That was an interesting, fantastic experience that I'll touch on perhaps in a future episode here of the Latin Dance Community Podcast. But Today on the show, I want to speak with you about a few items. Number one, let's talk about what's going on on LatinDanceCommunity.com. If you don't check out the website regularly, uh, you won't know that there's always new content being posted on there. And I'd like to highlight three new blog posts that have come out since we last spoke. So first up is an article entitled Joining the Latin Dance Community. This is written by Jason Haynes. Uh, Jason always has solid, solid reads there, so thank you, Jason. This one is, I always enjoy articles like this, where they talk about the community, but from the perspective of kind of a newbie, so someone who's just getting into the Latin dance community and giving them advice, in a sense. So if you're someone who's relatively new to the community, or you just found this podcast and you haven't really started salsa dancing yet, or bachata, or whatever you danced, then this is a really good article to check out. This has a lot of tips, especially for beginners, and this has tips both on the technique side as well as on the etiquette side. Uh, one Now, there are a lot of tips here. There's a lot of things that you can read on there, and they'll be linked to in the show notes, but one of them that jumped out to me that I actually experienced when I was kind of a salsa newbie was this advice from Jason, and he talks about advice saying, don't freak out when you see two guys dancing with each other. And I remember when I was first getting into salsa, I saw two women dancing with each other. And it didn't freak me out, but I just thought, oh, they must be interested in dating each other. And that could be like no further from the truth. Uh, They both actually had boyfriends. And all they were doing was just dancing. They just enjoyed to dance. And I think that speaks to the culture of salsa and Latin dance where everyone's just really open, really friendly, and really non-judgmental. And you see this all the time when you go to congresses, when you go out to socials, where guys will dance with guys. I've danced with a bunch of guys. And it's kind of a fun thing to do. You get to maybe be a follow if you're not always used to being a following. And I think it also really goes to improvement as a dancer. Because when you dance the other side of the equation, then it just helps you to empathize with your partner. And part of what makes a really good dancer is being able to have that empathy level so you know what's going on in their head. And I'll tell you what, the better that you understand their steps, your partner's steps, the better you will become as a dancer. But I especially enjoyed that point to know that, listen, this is a very open and welcoming atmosphere. So if you are the kind of person who maybe has issues with someone who may have a different sexual orientation than your own, uh, you're going to find problems if you make comments about that in the salsa community. Everyone is cool with everyone. There really isn't any beef on things like that. If you're, uh, if you have these preconceptions on what is right and what is wrong when it comes to issues like that, then I would recommend not getting into salsa because you'll see some of that stuff. Now, the next article up is an interview. Now, this interview is with Javier Padilla. It was written by Richie, uh, Richie Kerwin. For those of you who do not know Richie, the dancing Irishman. And I actually had not heard of Javier Padilla before, but I can't believe it because the guy is ridiculous. Richie embedded a couple of YouTube videos of his performances. This guy won the World Latin Dance Cup, a championship for men's soloists back in 2014. 
and the finals performance that uh, that Javier did there is linked up to in Richie's post. And the guy is just amazing. The the song that he did, he just nails every body movement. It just fits hand in glove with the song. And that's really what you like to see with songs in general, with dancing in general, uh, but especially with soloists where you can interpret every piece of that music. So the performance is ridiculous. There's a lot of gems of wisdom, especially when it comes to choreography in that post as well. So it's an interview. Richie asked a bunch of useful questions. Definitely worth checking out that as well. Number three is a general announcement kind of post that came out, which I thought was kind of cool. Now, myself, I do not have any tattoos. Maybe one day, but at this point in time, I am ink-free. But if you do have ink, if you do have tattoos anywhere on your body, uh, we are running a bit of a contest, shall we say. So Dance Ink is the name of the blog post. But what you can do is submit your tattoo, picture of that, as well as the story of how that tattoo came to be a part of your person. And we're going to pick out the best story, the best tattoo, and we're going to feature that on latindancecommunity.com. So this is your chance if you have a tattoo, especially one that may be of, let's say, you salsa dancing, you doing a crossbody lead, who knows, whatever. Uh, post that, and you have a chance of being featured on LDC. So check that out as well. Now, the next segment here of our podcast this week is talking about upcoming events. Now, you may not know this, but there is an entire section on latindancecommunity.com that talks about events that are coming up in the, in the coming months, in the coming weeks, in the coming days. Especially this is useful if you travel a lot, like I do. And you want to know upcoming events, maybe you're thinking about going to a national or international congress far away from you. This is a great place at seeing where those events are happening. Now, there are a lot of events, even just here in the month of June, it's actually unbelievable. You are quickly reminded of how international this Latin dance community truly is. Uh, on our latindancecommunity.com slash events, we have events happening in Russia, in Chile, in North Wales. I mean, the list goes on and on. Some that especially caught my eye, and I'll, I'll take this from the perspective of, listen, you can check out all the events going on. So I'll tell you the ones that I want to go to if I had, let's say, unlimited Delta miles to fly wherever I wanted to. I'll tell you what, first thing I'm booking, the Chile Salsa Congress. I've actually never danced salsa in South America, so I would just like to experience that. And Chile seems like a play, great place to go. I've heard a lot of great things about the country, and I would love to dance with some of the local dancers there. There's also the Portland Salsa Bachata Congress. I like these combined congresses as well, where you have the separate rooms for salsa and bachata. This is the 11th annual, so they've been doing this for a while. And Portland is just a cool city. If you like porters, if you like custom beer, um, this is a microbrew town. So definitely checking that out if you'd like to check that. And then let's see some of the other ones here that I especially liked. Croatia, not a bad place. They have the Croatian Summer Salsa Festival and Summer Sensual Days 2015. New Orleans Tango Festival for all you tangueros out there. And over in Richie's Neck of the Woods, I think he's in, in Ireland. I know he's Irish, but maybe he's not in Ireland. But the Irish Salsa Congress 2015 is coming up in late June 19th to the 21st. And then there was one more I especially was interested here in. Well, technically, this is in July, but I'm going to break my rule here. I'm going to the Orlando Salsa Congress, and that's coming up July 2nd to the 5th. Uh, that's an amazing congress. I go every year I can. I think I missed one year in the past seven. So 
if you've never been to the Orlando Congress, I'll tell you what, the, the dancing is great, the workshops are great, but above all, the pool parties. Check out the pool parties, and hey, you get to go to Disney as well. So I highly recommend checking that out as well. Now, there are a lot more listed here again, latindancecommunity.com slash events. You can check out all the events coming up in each uh, each month, each day. And if you want to instead, maybe not look by a specific date, but by a specific location, there's actually a really useful map here where you can map out to anywhere in the world to see when events are happening in your neck of the woods. And this brings me to the final section I'd like to talk about here on the podcast, which is my thought for the week. Now, this is a freeform section where I get to talk about whatever I want to. And today, what I want to talk about is bachata. Now, with bachata, the reason I want to talk about this, I've been out for a while. And during my travels, I went to Puerto Rico, uh, San Juan specifically. And I've never been to Puerto Rico before, but I've heard great stuff about the salsa scene there. And I'll tell you what, it lives up to its reputation. I had a lot of amazing dances. There are some excellent dancers out there. Now, one unique thing I noticed, besides Puerto Rican on two, and for those of you who don't know Puerto Rican on two, anyone who dances New York on two, it's basically that, but flip it. So for a guy, instead of stepping back on your two, you're stepping forward on your two. It messes with your head for a while, but I swear, once you get used to it a couple of days, it becomes second nature. But Besides that, the other unique thing is they don't play bachata. I, I went to three nights of dancing when I was out in Puerto Rico. And all three nights, I did not hear one bachata song. I heard three cha-cha songs. The rest of the entire night was all salsa, which sounds great because I don't especially like dancing bachata. But I realized I was getting really, really, really tired. And I couldn't think of why this was. I was like, gosh, am I out of shape or something? But I realized, well, it's because there's no bachata playing. Because bachata is when I'm either dancing bachata, which is a lot slower than salsa, or it's when I'm just taking a rest because I don't like dancing to the bachata. So without those bachatas, I realized that that's why I was getting really, really tired dancing nonstop, really sweaty as well, I, I hate to say. And this got me to thinking that bachata and salsa sometimes, I'd say for the most part, people see these as complementary. They see them where, hey, I like dancing bachata, I like dancing salsa. Sometimes I hear people saying, well, I'm a salsa person, and they, they see bachata as competition to salsa, almost as if anyone who's into bachata is someone that they stole away from being into salsa. And that's not the case. And I think that Salsa and bachata really are what we call in nature a symbiotic relationship, right? It's like the elephant where the little fly comes onto it and picks off the bugs off the top of it, right? Um, they feed off of each other. The contrast, I mean, this is, a, this is a, um, an idea in dancing in general with contrast, with inflection, right? So with your dancing, you don't want to be the same non-stop where you're you're going stepping and you're doing everything the same pace and there's no real diversity in your movements instead it helps to have this contrast where you're going uh very quick moves followed by very slow moves and you can extrapolate that out to the salsa the latin dance community in general where you have very fast songs and their complementary is very slow songs you have different styles of dancing throughout a given night i really think that this feeds off of each other and also helps Preserve your experience where you can handle dancing two or three hours straight versus just 
being winded and getting tired and just calling in an early night. So uh, this got me to thinking even more about bachata. And why is bachata popular? Well, I started to break down some ideas that I've had and having conversations with a few of my friends. Well, first and foremost with bachata is there's a really low barrier to entry. And again, think about this in relation to salsa. With salsa, I teach salsa two, three times a week. If I'm teaching a beginner, it takes them to get to what I would consider a beginner, but I can have a dance with someone in a normal song level, probably two to three classes, if they're lucky. For bachata, that happens after one class. And the reason is because the pace of the song is so different. Because bachata is a little bit slower, there's this low barrier to entry where you can get this minimum effective level, this minimum effective dose, you could say, of learning of bachata that gets you to the point where you can have a positive dance experience. So for that reason, it's, uh, it's almost like everyone who learns bachata is more effective at sticking with it than those who learn salsa for a class because of this dynamic and because of how much easier it is to learn bachata. So that's one thing in general. It's almost like the, the deck is weighted towards bachata for new people. Uh, but besides that, the, the music is really catchy. And it's catchy because, well, first of all, they, they have done a great job of embedding a lot of pop culture into it with hip-hop, with R&B, with covers from popular songs. There are a lot of popular song covers that have come out recently, more so than salsa. Uh, so they do a really good job. Bachata singers do a really good job of incorporating new songs, new covers that can reach a wider audience. So that's another reason why I think bachata is popular because you're maybe not used to Latin dancing, but a song comes on that you know, but it has a different background beat. And you're like, oh, I know this song. I can dance to this song or I enjoy dancing to the song. Now, another reason why people love bachata is because it gives them an opportunity to get close to their partner. I've talked about this before. A lot of people start dancing Latin songs, Latin dancing, because they get to meet people. Maybe meet people of the opposite sex, maybe meet people that they're interested in dating and having a relationship with. And bachata certainly represents more that sensual, that intimate feeling of, of that relationship than salsa does. Salsa certainly has a relationship, but if you're trying to get closer to someone, if you're trying to maybe make a stronger connection with them, bachata, I think, beats out salsa in that case. And similar to salsa, you can mix a lot of different styles of your own dancing into bachata. There are a lot of different styles of bachata as well. I just got a quick list to share with you here which is, okay, we got traditional bachata, we have Italian-style bachata, we have bachata modern, also known as Madrid-style bachata, we have urban bachata, we have bachata rueda, bachatango, bachata solo, bachata duo. I'm sure I'm missing some here as well. A Dominican bachata, obviously, maybe that's also traditional bachata. I don't even know them all, but there are a lot of different styles of salsa. Uh, here I am talking about salsa. Bachata. There are a lot of different styles of bachata. And you can also, again, embed your own experiences into the stance. 
Good example of that is with hip-hop dancing. I've seen a couple of bachata dancers who incorporate the pop and lock of hip-hop into their dancing, and it looks great. So again, to wrap up my random thought here about bachata, I think the key takeaway that I realized is that I, I appreciate bachata a little bit more now than I did before I left for Puerto Rico. Because when bachata is missing from that mixture of a normal night out of Latin dancing, I believe it is a lesser experience. I want those breaks in the music. That is with the huge caveat that I do not, do not, all you DJs listening, want six, seven, eight bachatas in a row. Okay? That's for me. Maybe others of you would disagree, but when I go to a salsa social, I was just at a salsa social three days ago here in the States, and they played more bachata than salsa at that salsa social. If you're at a bachata social, that's fine. But for salsa, you have to do at least five to one, four to one minimum for that experience. Okay, so I could go on and on talking about bachata, talking about salsa and the differences between the two. But needless to say, I think that bachata plays a role in the Latin dance community uh, as this salsa, as this chata, as do all of these Latin dance that we love so much. And that's going to wrap it up here for today. Happy to be back. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Leave feedback, leave a comment on latindancecommunity.com on the show notes here. And until next week, see you on the dance floor. As long as you love me, we're under pressure. Seven billion people in the world trying to fit in. Keep it together. Smile on your face even though your heart is pounding. But hey now, you know girl, we both know it's a cool world. But I will take my chances. Of the day with your dreams, girl. I'll be over. And you can be my destiny, child. I'm a singer. So don't stress. Don't cry. We don't need no wings to fly. Just take my hand. Oh, oh, oh. as long as you love me, we could be starving. We could be hopeless. We could be